Bokertov, today's staff and staff mem test in Babakama, as we learned Prachen and Kobe Shazon and Sun Shivya. Yesterday we got down a little bit past halfway on the page, but let's quickly review the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said that <clears throat> if an animal intends to hit a woman and she loses the baby because of that, there's no responsibility. There's only responsibility for a man who hits a woman and she loses the baby. No responsibility for uh, a shore who does that. However, if the shore damaged a shifcha, shifcha's like an animal in that sense, because they prove pus, not that she's either a human being, but uh, in the sense that they're, they're compared to a chamor, and therefore if you're, if you're sure it damaged a, a shifcha woman and she lost her children, then the shore would be responsible for damages that he did, chasin uh, ezek uh, or, or, uh, or nezek sholem, depending on Tama Mu'ed, just like any other uh, um, um, you know, possessions that you have that were damaged by a shore. Then we talked mostly about though the idea if a um, responsibility for the demade glottos that a man has. And the Tanakama said, okay, if he loses the baby, you pay the husband for the baby. Reb Shimring Amlil says, no, what do you mean? Uh, uh, the, you pay the husband for the baby? Even came Mishaishioletas, Mishabechas. Does she get, she's worth more after she gave birth. So what are we talking about over here? So first the Gemara says that you pay for the Demev Lotus, what the baby's worth. So the Gemara said at the beginning of the first of the wide lines in the Gemara, we said Demev Lotus, what do you mean Demev Lotus? What do you just pay baby? What about the fact that she is worth more? Shvach Lotus, meaning that the woman is worth is bigger and heavier and, and uh, more stout and she has more, more to it. What about that? The Mishnah says that Tanakama says, that how do you pay the Medvados and the Shvachlados? You figure what is the worth, what was the woman worth before she was worth before she was pregnant? She was worth a hundred dollars. Now with the baby, she's worth a hundred and a quarter. So um you lost the baby now. So you have to pay the husband $25. Umram Shimli, the fourth line in the wide lines of Mem Testament Allah. Shimlism came Shaisha, you let us Mishabechas. My come, what do we mean by that? Umarava Hafi come. We saw this yesterday. Let's just quickly review it. What do you think? She is worth more before she gives birth than after she gives birth. Rabbi Shem Malil holds that after, when she's pregnant, she's worth less because she may not make it. She may not survive the birth. She's worth more afterwards. So what do you mean she's worth more? Uh, you know, that you say you pay the difference. What is she worth when she's pregnant? And she's worth a hundred a quarter. When she's not pregnant, she's worth a hundred. Just the opposite. She's worth more when she's not pregnant. You're right. You just, you know, you can't figure out what she is worth. Forget about that. She lost the baby. What's the baby worth? Forget about she's worth. She's not worth more when she's pregnant than when she's not pregnant. So when you took her out of being pregnant, you didn't diminish her value. Just the opposite. You increased her value because she survived the uh, the baby. She survived the birth, even though it was a forced birth, whatever. You lost the baby. So you pay the husband for the baby, not for any improvement. She's worth more after she gave birth. Because now you know she survived. El about Just just play the blood and that's it. So 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 far, Shimulio is saying there is no increase in value of the woman. The Tanakama is saying the Demei Vlados and the Shvach Vlados. Shvach Vlados is what is she worth more when she's pregnant? And the Demei Vlados, what is a baby worth? You give that all to the husband. Shimulio says there is no there is no Shvach uh, Shvach. Uh, of Lodos. She's not worth more when she's pregnant, but whatever the baby was worth on the market, well, you pay for a baby, you give that to the husband. Rava gives a different interpretation from Shemuel. Rava, listen carefully. 
What do you mean? A woman definitely improves when she's pregnant. She becomes firmer and stronger and bigger and heavier. Do you think it's only and due to the husband? You could say the Pusik says that the baby belongs to the husband. Fine. Because a, a baby follows the husband's uh, yichas, uh, whatever. So you could say that um, the lineage goes according to the father, belongs to the Pusik says that the baby goes to the father. But, the, but she also improved. When she's pregnant, she's full of more energy and fat and everything else also. She's not entitled to that at all. Ella, listen carefully. Ella, You're right. That's clear. Whatever the baby's worth, you give to the husband. According to Rava, not like the first opinion that she doesn't, she's not worth anymore when she's pregnant. There is no shvach balados. No, there is shvach balados. But you split that. Whatever she's worth more due to pregnancy, the husband obviously had some effect of her, her becoming pregnant, and she also contributed that. She ate and she exercised and she took vitamins, etc. And she's bigger and stouter and, and worth more now. That you split between the husband and her. Is she only improve for her husband? And others for her husband, she improves. This is what you do. Remember, there are certain things that belong to her. She has been devalued now, whatever, that she's got injuries, she's limping now, whatever. It's sar, the pain. And you figure what the baby's worth, but us. The nose and the bow. Okay? And others. Give that to the husband. You split that. Now it's not clear. It sounds like the uh, the tsar and the nezik also goes to the husband. Maybe that's because mashkanishik on But anyway, but it's not really true because you see that shvachalotos they split. That's that's Rubber's opinion in Shemuel. But now, wait a minute. Now we have a difficulty. Before Shemuel says she doesn't work. She's not. Bigger. She's not worth more when she's pregnant. She's worth less when she's pregnant. And now you say, no, that she is improved more, and you split that whatever she's improved herself, her own body, not the body of the baby. The baby you give to the husband, whatever the baby was worth. And the nezik and the tsar either goes to her or to the husband. But the shvach the, that you split. So that means there is shvach She is worth more. So first, Rabbi Shemuel says she's worth less when she's pregnant. Now you're saying she's worth more lokasha. This is where we left up yesterday. If it's the first time she's giving birth, we're worried that she may not make it. So there, she's not worth any more when she's pregnant. But if it's not the first time, she's she's uh, survived previous pregnancies, there's a good chance that she'll survive this one too, and she's worth more. There are abundant who say what? No, that the shvach and the I'll say the shvach. We said before at the beginning of the wide lines that the Dmei Vladas and the Shvach Vladas goes to the husband. Rabbanan, the Ami Shvach Vladas, Nami Labal, my time. Look at the time, says the Mashmash Nemer, the Yasladev. When the Pusik says, Ki Nasam Ashim, Nasham Rakh, but Isha Hara, the Yasladev, and she loses the babies. Loses the baby. Any day she do not know she's pregnant. How do you lose a baby when you get hit unless you had a baby inside? Obviously, she's pregnant. Ella, Matam and Labahara, Lomelacha, Shvach Ran Labal, that the Shvach of being pregnant also goes to the husband because it says, if she wasn't killed, you pay it. Right? You get you pay Nasan Bufuni, you give that to the husband. Okay. So Mano and Shvachala, he's the ones out of a Pasik that be none of the Demeblotus, but the Shvachalos also goes to the husband. Shimuel, hi Hora Marsh, what does he do with Hora? He boiled the Kretan Rosam Nakabomila Ulam and Hai by Chiakana Kanagarai. You only Chayev if you hurt if you hit her in the place where she's pregnant, meaning like in the abdomen, in the womb area. If you, right, as we'll see, if you hit her in the leg, uh, she lost the baby, she lost the baby because of you. So that's not she can I get based on our papa lotem can I remember it doesn't be can I get it doesn't be mamish hit her in the womb 
wherever you would hit her and and it would get bruised or like Rashi's shikh was like uh, get warm the bruise it becomes warm only way if you would hit her anywhere in the abdominal area in her midsection and that would affect the baby that means that's what we mean by that if you hit her on her hand and she lost the baby then it's probably not because of hitting her on the hand or on the regal the uh, fright or whatever that caused her to do it might that would only be considered a grandma okay so that's what that's how they dash the pussy but what do we come out with we come out with that there's a machlokas here between the mishnas of the machlokas and 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 the and the rabbanon. The rabbanon say that the maid vlada sends everything goes to the husband. She gets nothing. Shimuel says if it's the first time that she's pregnant, there is no shvach. If it's the second or third time later on, subsequent times that she gets pregnant, there is shvach and she splits it with her husband. Now the mishnah said, but let's say she was married to a gear. Now what do we talk about? When she's married to a gear again, she loses her baby. Because Reuben and Shimon are fighting. Reuben hits Shimon's wife, and she loses the baby. So Reuben owes Shimon's wife, uh, Reuben owes Shimon, rather, Shimon, the Demei Vlodos, what the baby is worth, right? And Shvach Vlodos, according to the Rabbanan. And uh, the Shvach Vlodos, according to Shemuel, is split. Okay. But uh, right, that's, that's how we learn. Now, let's say she was married to a Gare. He says but that means that she was married to a gear and the gear died. What happens then? So the Mishnah said, Mishnah said, right? No, no, if the husband died, give it to his Yorshim. Let's say she was a Shifka Yoris and the husband had no Yorshim because he was a gear and he had no Yorshim, or he was an and he had no Yorshim. So what do you do in a case like that? So the Mishnah said, you don't have to pay anything. You don't pay anything. Why? Because the um, very simple. The uh, there's nobody to pay, right? There's nobody to pay. You owe the money to the gear. The gear died. You can keep the money. Amarava, listen carefully. That's only loshon el shachav lavavachaya gear. If Ruvain hit ship hit Shimon, right? <laughs> hit Shimon's wife, and Shimon was a gear, right? And uh, he owes Shimon now for the value of the baby. And uh, and uh, the value of the uh, of her shvach, and um, and now Shimon dies, doesn't own money anymore. So we said, if Shimon dies, if he has Yorshim, you give it to them. If there's no Yorshim, right? Husband shachra, you mean many to a gear? There's no your anybody. If you had Yorshim, goes to the Yorshim. The husband, the uh, Shimon's Yorshim would get it. But let's say Shimon was a gear, he had no Yorshim. So the mission said, you don't have to pay. So that's only if the money was owed to Shimon while Shimon was alive. She was injured. Shimon's wife was injured while Shimon was alive. Shimon the Gear was alive. Since she, since she was injured while her husband the Gear was alive, the Gear was entitled to the money, right, for the damages. Once he died, there's nobody to pay because these, the Gear's dead. Mm-hmm. They don't have trust, and uh, trust is not halachic. Trust for whom? For whom? For, for, uh, uh, okay, okay. She's not entitled to anything. She doesn't inherit him. She's not. A, she's not an heir. A woman doesn't inherit her husband. Minotaur. Uh, okay. So that's so that's what Rabbi says. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, but that's what he says. That's that's what Rabbi says. That's what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah said that. Mishnah said that if he dies and he's entitled to the money. You can keep the money. Reuben doesn't have to pay. Let's say the gear died before the injury took place. The gear died before. 
Her husband died before. She's now a widow with a baby inside her. And guy hit her and she lost the baby. Then she's entitled to the money. She's entitled to the money, right? If if the husband was alive when she was injured and the husband was entitled to the money and now he died, so anybody can keep the money. He's a gear. He has no Yarshim. She doesn't inherit him either. But if he wasn't even involved, she was injured subsequent to his death, she gets the money. That's what Rava says. Listen carefully. That's Rava's opinion. Uh, he has to pay her. That's what Rabbah says. Omar of Chista, Rav Chista is Mari Dichet, master of this ruling. What are you talking about? At the blood of Star, what do you think? Bloodus are like money, like a package, or like a like a package like a, that you can just give to somebody else. The Zachibu, and you can like, you know, there's some money over here I can grab it, or some items I could keep. If either husband's around, Hashem said, you get the money, you get the money for blood. It's less about there's no husband around. Lo. You don't pay anything. In other words, Rav Chis is saying makes no difference if he was a, if the husband Shimon the Gear was alive at the time of the damages or if he died before the damage took place. Either way, she doesn't get it. May say, what do you mean? Let's our Mishnah, the similar case of our Mishnah. That Bryce says you hit a woman, she lost a child. No Nezik Remember, I said before wasn't clear before. It just says you figure out the Nezik Vitzar. Here he says you give the Nezik Vitzar to the woman because that was her body. She's entitled to that. Okay, you right. We said the value of baby gift the ain't a baal, no, ain't a baal. There's no husband. No, so give it to Yorsham if he died. Ain't a Isha. Let's say the woman's dead. What do you give her? You give her the Nesik and the Tsar that she was entitled to. Our case, Ogyorus, she was married to a Gair. Zacha. Zacha means, Zacha means, Zacha means is male. It means that the person who owed the money, Ruben, is, uh, gets to keep it. So here's a here's a proof lechora against Rabba, because Rav Kista says no, you know you don't pay either way. If the guy died, too bad. She doesn't get any money. Amri, so we say, I said, is it any better than our Mishnah? said we're talking about when do you say that the the, the mazik Ruvain's uh, Ruvain, the mazik is entitled to keep the money when the, when he did the damage when the gear was alive. He owed the money to the gear. The gear's dead now with no yorshim. He gets to keep it. Umesa gear. Uh, right, but if uh, uh, but if the uh, if the gear died before the injury took place, so she was on her own, so to speak. She was a woman on her own. You damaged her. You lost her. You owe him. That's also speaking about when do you say that the mazik gets to keep the money if he damaged her while the gear was alive? But if the gear died first, maybe she wouldn't keep it. That's what Rabbi would maintain. You boys say more. I can tell you, I can tell you really speaking about what that the damage took place after Mishagir. But you know what? The uh, read the mission, read the Bryce, and not saying Zoha, but Tony Zoha, she is entitled to it. She acquired it, right? She acquired, meaning if the damage was done subsequent to the husband, the gear dying, now she's on her own, she lost the baby, then she is entitled to keep it. Let's say this machlokas between Rabba and Rafista, what's the machlokas here? When the husband died before, there she has no, she has no husband now, and he has no Yorshim, right? The husband died, and the damage was done. Does she get to keep the money, or that uh, the mazik doesn't have to pay it all for the loss of the babies? Let me get to my mazik's Russian. This is Lagare. Vinisavrin, she Vinisavrin, she became pregnant. The chavalba, and she was damaged. She was injured. The chayagare, no, so the lanos lagare. If the gare was alive at the time of the injury, give the you give the value to the gare. Lachemisa lagare. If the damage took place after misa gare. Tony Chada, one bride says you're chayiv. Tony Chada, Potter. Oh, so the chayiv. That's the machlokas. 
Chayev means that he has to pay the woman. That would be Rabba. Tani Chada Potter. One says you don't have to pay. My love to know. Isn't it a machlokes? Isn't the machlokes between Rabba and Chiz same as the Tanoim? Says Gemara. The Rabba Vadi Tanoim. According to Rabba's Vadi Tanoim, because Rabba says you have to pay. There's no way that he can come out like the one that says Potter. You have Potter to pay. So Rabba can certainly only come out like the one that says Chayev. Would of Chista also say that he goes like the one who says Potter and the one who says Chayyir doesn't go like him? He says, Look, no, Lokash, you don't have to say it that way. Very simple. He's not he's not talking about the Demei Vlados. The Demei Vlados ain't a Hanami. What do we say? The Demei Vlados? You don't have to pay. That's what Chista says. If she was injured and she had no husband, he's gone, no Yorsham, nothing. Uh, the Demei Vlados do not have to be paid. That's what Rukhista said, like the Mishnah said. And he says, not only when the husband was alive, but when the damage took place, even if the damage took place after the husband died also. But what's the Machlokas Yerchayim pay? Rabban Rav Shingam Leel, Machlokas about the Shvach, uh, shvach uh, Vlados. According to Rabbanan, Rabbanan said that she gets nothing. Remember, Rabbanan said that Demei Vlados and Shvach Vlados goes to the husband. Shingam Leel says, you split it. Our Rabban Rav Leel, so the one who says, your potter, it's going on shvach. That means the rab- the rabbanan that goes to the husband. So uh, the rabbanan said, in other words, everybody he says everybody agrees with me that the demei vlados you don't get. The question is the shvach vlados. Says Rav says says Rashi lo kasha the third of the narrow lines. Tomer aluch rav chisa davai kamei kavasi kamei the demei vlados potter. Baratan yichai b'shvach vlados. Well, you're mishim and omer isha palga who will be kaimus and she's around so she gets to keep it. That's the machlokas over here. The rabbanan the one who says potter says the rabbanan says that your potter demei vlados that goes to the husband. And your husband doesn't get it, and there's no husband, she gets nothing. Shemuel says, No, even when the husband was alive, she gets half the shvach of Lotus, as we said. Even Shemuel, my relachemisa. So, if Shemuel, why talk about achemisa? I feel even if the husband's alive and he's still here, Nami is lapalga. He also is deaf. And Hanami, Machayim is lapalga, lachemisa, cool, she gets the whole thing. Oi, by same hour with Shemuel, I could say both the one says, Potter and Chai, both go to Shemuel, come shvach Lotus, come with the maid Lotus. Very good. Shvachlodos, there is she. Shvachlodos, you have to pay because she's entitled to that. The Mayvlodos is not entitled to pay because they're the Mayvlodos, uh, as we said. That go there, he agrees with the Tanakama that the husband only gets the Mayvlodos, and if there's no husband, she's not entitled to it. Amri, but I understand. Rechista says that the Mayvlodos she doesn't get, but Shvachlodos he does. Shvachlodos he does. Amri, Mishvachlodos, Lishmah, the Mayvlodos. If you hold that what? That she's entitled to Shvachlodos, maybe she's entitled to the Mayvlodos too. And then, and and that would be Umidur of Shimuliol, the Shaman Rabbanan. And if Shimuliol is that way, could also maybe the Rabbanan also hold that she'd be entitled to Demei Vlodos subsequent to that. Now, we're talking about when the husband's alive, she's not entitled to Demei Vlodos at all. That's going to everybody. And the Shvach Vlodos, according to according to Rabbanan, goes to the husband. According to Shimuliol, you split it. But after death, right? After death, if she's entitled to Shvach Vlodos, you're saying over here, Shvach Vlodos was as Yechayev. Maybe maybe she should be entitled to the Demei Vlados also after death. And if Shemuel holds that way, maybe the Rabbana would also, that after, after uh, death, after death, she's entitled to the to the Demei Vlados. Not only the Shvach Vlados, even the Demei Vlados, because she gets paid for the baby. And maybe the, and maybe Rabbi Kisra, therefore, is wrong, and Rabbi is right, right? So maybe the Rabbana would also say that the maid Vlados, she's entitled to after if the damage took place after death. This would be like Robin, not like Rabchisa. Amri Lo. Shvach Lodos, it's different. Shvach Lodos, the Shachim Bugabayo, according to Rabchim Malil, says that Shvach Lodos, she's entitled to, even when the husband's alive, she's entitled to split it with him. Zachi Bakulo. 
Why? After that, she gets the whole thing. The maid blood is low shaykh of the other girl. Maybe when she's not entitled to it all when her husband's alive. She's not entitled to it all. So you can't extrapolate from one to the other. You can't say, since she's entitled to does, maybe she should go out to Bevelos also if the injury took place after death. No. does, which she's entitled to when he's alive, she's entitled to all of it after death. The Mavelotus, which she's not entitled to at all when he's alive, she's not entitled to all of it, any of it when she's dead either. So if Chisra would maintain his position, and we have this machlokis, if the damage took place after the husband died and he left no heirs, what would be the halacha? Rabbah says she would get the money, she would get the uh, Mavelotus, and um, and uh, says, no, she wouldn't get anything at all. In other words, when the Mishnah says that your potter, if you damage the wife of a ger and he died, uh, that, that, uh, that implies whether the ger was alive or dead at the time of the damage. We're talking about a ger. What about a ger? A ger has a star, right? A star, he has like an IOU, and it's, and it's uh, backed up by some property. And now the ger dies. Man the machzik yishtara, adai to the arun machzik. And as the stars, the star is just an IOU, uh, which indicate which is guaranteed by uh, it's like a mortgage paper guaranteed by the property. So now you want to get his property. You want to take you know when a ger dies and there's no yorshim, anybody can take it. So you take the star. Does that mean you know man the machzik yishtara adai to the ar machzik ba'arahalachzik? So you're not entitled. You you know you get an IOU. A, a ger has an IOU. That somebody owes him money and it's backed up by a piece of property. And the Ger and the Ger died, you grab his IOU. You're not entitled to the property. <laughs> Versus Masin the Star, he's, he's it's based on the property and he's not Masik. What about Ushtar and Amilokana? So therefore, you're not even entitled to the piece of paper. What's the paper? The Lavadaita Ushtaru. You know, your intention is when you owe the star, it's not because you want the paper, it's because you want what it's back, what it backs up, it backs up the property. Maybe say, no, listen, the star belongs to the uh to the gear. He died. I took the star. What are you gonna do with it? You'll write a document on Amalai, answer me, my master. Does he need it to cover a lid? In other words, you need the piece of paper for paper, the toilet paper for covering up or for writing on. That's my question. Can you, if a ger died and he had an IOU, of course the the property that it refers to you can't take, but can you keep the piece of paper? That's the question we ask. Let's say a ger had lent the Yisrael a money, and he has a mashka now. and the ger died. and another Yisrael came and he took hold of the mashkin. Of course, he's taken away from him. Why my time you keep it the mace like here? Yeah, Once the gear died, he doesn't, you don't owe him any money, money. And as a gear, he has no there's no Yorshim. And somebody owes him money. And the gear was holding a mashkam. Okay. But once the gear dies, there's no more obligation. So you can't just go take the mashkam. The mashkam belongs to the debtor, to the person to the logo who borrowed it. What about the other way around? Mashkan show gear beyond Yisrael. A gear owed money to a Yisrael. Listen carefully. Let's say a gear owed hundred dollars to Yisrael. And he gave him a mashkin. He gave the Israel a uh, uh, a collateral. He gave him uh, whatever a coat worth one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so, yeah. Umeis again. The gear died now. Oh boy, Israel. Another Israel says, "Hey, the gear's dead. I'm taking the coat." Right. So what about yeah? But the other guy oh, was owed money from the gear. Right. The mashkin backed that up. So so the the creditor is entitled to his hundred dollars out of the coat. Right, he owed the gear owed him a hundred dollars, and he gave him a coat with one hundred and fifty. So Mesa gear, the gear died. Boy, Israel, Mesikbo, 
listen carefully. The one, the creditor gets the share of the of the coat up to hundred dollars. And you sell the coat, he gets a hundred dollars out of it. The Zekon is a shower. The guy who grabbed the coat gets the other fifty dollars worth. Why? Why? If the if the coat is in the possession of the creditor right now, he should keep the whole thing, right? He's not wearing the coat, whatever. It wasn't a coat, it was a bar of silver, whatever it was, but it was in his chatzer. He should be entitled to it. The gear died. He's entitled, not only entitled to the part that uh, that's uh, that's really a, a mortgage for my hundred dollars, but I I why should you get it? It's in my possession. Amri Hachamayskin and the lesser. The lesser Rashi says over here that the mouth is not there. In other words, the, the, the chatzar only helps if he's there. If the man is standing there, the mouth of the creditor is there. If he wants to, so he can acquire just by taking it. If he's not there, he can't because he's not there. He can't take possession because he's not there. That's also doesn't work. But the lesser Rashi explains that it means this. In other words, the mashkin that he gave him is not in his chatzar. It's in some other place, and it can't acquire it that way. And the answer is, yes, you're right. If the coat or the bar of silver, whatever it was, it was worth $150, and the loan was $100. So not only is the malva entitled to the $100, but if it was in his possession or his chatzar, he can keep the whole thing. Nobody can come and take it away. If I acquired something in my chatzer, you can't come and take it. But if it wasn't there, <coughs> it was just, say, sitting around somewhere by and somebody uh, by a third party, then the other person who grabbed it can say, okay, you're entitled to your $100 out of this, you're not entitled to the rest. So these are some issues brought down because we talked about a gear dying and there's no, uh, without any, without any uh, yorsha. Now so we're going to talk about... So part, part of the the, the gear belonged well, to somebody. Right. And, and he took part of it as a much. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Right. The, the parker goes back to the original owner. No, no. So the so so the the karka would go to the the creditor. In other words, the he took karka as a mashkin, and you're saying the karka is worth 150 dollars, and the loan was only 100 dollars, right? So, but he's but he's in possession of the karka. Karka we, is is a chazakati wherever it is. My karka is mine wherever it is. I'm going to stand there. Karka is mine. I already made. I already took possession of. So presumably there, he wouldn't be able. It would go all to the creditor. Nobody could take it away. You can't. How does he take away the carca? You can't take away the carca. The carca is, is fixed. You, know, you can't take it. You can't grab it. So from here till the end of the paragraph, we're going to talk about the rules of bore. Now the bore, the bore of a of a pit. Now the different views about about the halacha of a of a pit, and um, and the pasuk says like this: Listen carefully. If you dig a bore, if if you open a bore, open a bore means there's a pit in the street that has a cover on it, and you pick it up, right? You pick it up. Like a, there's a manhole there, right? You pick it up. Why is there smoke always coming out of the manhole? Right? Uh, never mind. <laughs> 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 they're cooking. They're cooking. <laughs> if you open up a pit or you dig a pit in the Rosh Hashanah, that's what we're talking about usually, right? Such a thing. But you don't cover. more. Bal habor yishalim. The owner of the bor will pay kesef rafa mesiyalo. Okay, these are the psukim lamigim amdal the perik habalav, and that's going to be what we're dealing with because it's an interesting. Thing. We always think you open a bor and rishes up. If I have a bor in my yard, I open up a bor. I whatever I'm digging for water or whatever, 
and somebody comes into my yard without permission and falls there, I'm not responsible. Who asked you to come in? You had no business over here, right? Okay. So we think of a boar in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara is going to though give us. We have to look at the at the pesukim. It says Baal Habor, the owner of the boar. If I dig a boar in Rosh Hashanah, is it mine? It's Rosh Hashanah. Why am I at the Baal Habor? You have no rights. You have no rights to it. What do you mean, Baal Habor? So that's what we're going to deal with these pesukim. Says the Mishnah, Chopper Bar B'Shusin Yochid, Pistol Shus Rabba. I I dug a pit in in my yard, but the opening was in Rishus Rabba, so somebody could fall in there. Okay, or Rishus Rabba Pistol Rishus Yochid, or it was in Rishus Rabba and the opening was in Rishus Yochid, or Rishus Yochid Pistol Rishus Yochid Achor, or it was in Rishus Yochid and I opened it to another Rishus Yochid Dechayev. Now why Dechayev if you dug it in your own Rishus? So Rashi tells us right away. If you dug that's the idea. If I dug it in my rishus, it's it's mine. I, it has an owner. The next mission we're going to have today, tomorrow, and I'm in bay. Says So it certainly means there. Or the Rashi goes on if I dug in Rishus Rabbin, but there's no access to Rishus Rabbin, the access is in my Rishus, the Hifke Rishuso. Now, though, I allowed, I wasn't Mafka the boar. I was Mafka my Rishus, my my uh, property, my property. I was Mafka Rishus, the Lamatzilamemer, my boss Rishuse, but not whatever. If I opened up, a, if I dug a, a pit, like, like people do around here, they dig under the street, right, to expand their basement, right, <laughs> and the opening is in their Rishus. Right, and that. But if you come into my possession, if you come into my rishus, into my property, and you fall in there, who asks you to come in? Over here, it's speaking about when he says rishus ram pisul rishus yachid. I was mafka my rishus. I said everybody can come in. Doors open. You can come into my rishus. Okay, but it's my it's my bar. But you come into my rishus, uh, right? And if you're chayiv, that's what the mishnah said. A chopper bar rishus yachid pisul rishus ram. There, you're definitely chayiv, right? The opening is there. It's my bar, but it's the opening is there. Rishus ram pisul rishus yachid. Right, and this was just a yachid, and, but it, it's the opening is in my area. But I was mafker my. I said you can come in. I wasn't mafker the boar. I was mafker my rishus. Yeah, all these cases you say you're chayiv, right? Chayiv. The ksavah chayiv the boar beimishus rab beimishus yachidu vachi after shuso. You're chayiv on a boar that you dug in rishus rab or rishus yachid as long as you're mafker rishus afterwards. If it's totally in your rishus, nobody has permission to come in. Then the mission Rashi goes on. There's no Shusarabma there. If you have to Mafkam Rishus, Osa Shapia Baltocha. Wherever the opening is, if I dug a pit from my Rishus into your Rishus, you're my next door neighbor. Nobody has come permission to come in there except for me and you. Right? But I was but the but where the opening was, they were Mafkarit, and somebody fell in your Chayev. Now, Tanarabadam says the Gemara. The same thing, Pisl Shusarabim, your Chayev. Okay, the opening is in Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I obviously I'm chayiv over there, even though it's mine. I dug it in Rosh Hashanah, but the opening is there, and uh, that means you have permission to come in. I'm chayiv to the That's the board that the Torah is speaking about because it says why is that the one Torah is speaking about? We'll see. The Gemara is going to explain that why is that the board that the Torah is speaking about. But the key moment, if you're mafkir Rosh and you're mafkir bar, that's an amarav. So what's going on over here? <clears throat> if you're mafkir b'shus and you're maf, you're not mafkir, but that's the boy that we're speaking about. Not the case of chofer bar b'shus yachad b'pisul b'shus but rather, rather that when you're mafkir b'shus, when you're mafkir b'shus, that's the boy we're speaking about. Amar Abba, 
before Rishus Ram, before that's dug in Rishus Ram, Kol Yamal Aplinya. Of course, you're chayiv there. The mechayiv. My time. Rokan Paskes. Kiyiptach v'chiyikra. If you open a pit, it means you open the lid of a pit in Rishus Ram, or you dug a pit in Rishus Ram. Imal psicha chayiv al kerzeh. What does Pas say? Kiyiptach. If you open a pit, or you dig a pit. If you open a pit that was already extent there before, and you're chayiv. Certainly, if I dug a pit myself, I should be chayiv. What's the chiddush in the Elo Kol Shkain? Elo Shal. This gave psicha, but this gave kriya barlo. Tell, tell, me, tell me that I'm chayiv, even if it wasn't mine, even though it, I don't own it at all. You can't go into it. I mean, people do that. They take a section of a shusarab and they build a fence around it. They, they incorporate it into their own. That's stealing. But I can't really take something of a shusarab. I can't own it. So there, Bolo, Rashi says, last Rashi on the page, I have no share in this pit. I don't own it. I dug a shusarab. Uh, that's what it means. Tell you that I'm chayiv just for opening it or digging it, even if it's not mine. That's why I emphasize this. Why do you, if I if I'm chayiv for opening a pit that was already there, certainly I'm chayiv if I dug it myself. The chiddush is you're chayiv just for digging it. You don't even own it. There you're definitely chayiv. So there you're definitely chayiv. We're not talking about a simple case. I went in the street and I dug a pit or I opened up a pit. There I'm certainly chayiv. The boar is in my rishus. Rabbi Kiva Salva boar rishus and Namichayev. Even if it's in my rishus, that's what Rabbi Kiva said. Hifke rishus of Lefkebaro. It's my pit that I was mafker my property for you to go in there. Rabbi Kiva Salva boar rishus and Namichayev. The Chsivit says, Baal Habor Yeshaling. I mean, the owner of the boar. Would it make sense to say that if I dug the pit in the Rishas Rabbim, I'm the Baal Habor. I'm not the Baal Habor. I, I left the I left the obstacle there. I left the pit, but it's I'm not the Baal Habor. Baal Habor means right, that I'm the owner of the boar. The boar Disley Baalim come We're talking about a, a, a pit that has an owner, meaning I dug it in my Rishus. It's my pit. And then I said, you can come into my my property. No, it could be in Rishas Rabbim. Lolim Rishas Rabbim. So if it's in your shus, even though you're mafker, even though you're mafker your property, you're not chayev over there, right? What does he mean balabor? Means the balatakola, the one who uh, the one who caused the obstacle there. Doesn't mean that you actually own it. So what does Rabbi mean when Rabbi says it, that it was yours, but you're mafker the property to go in there? Because again, what does the pasuk say? Bal habor yeshalim kesef yashlavav means that, what do you mean that's the puzzle we're speaking about? Everybody knows that kiyichra or kiyiftaf means that you open up in Rishus Rabbim. So what does he mean? What does it mean, Rabbi Kiva? When he say, Rabbi Kiva says, Zehu, what's the word? Rabbi Kiva, Hefka Rishus Lavikov, Zehu bar ha'omer b'Torah. What do you mean? The omer b'Torah is the one in Rishus Rabbim? No. This is the one that the Pusik speaking about for Tashlumen, because it says, Bal habor yeshalim. Of course, kiyichra kiyiftach o kiyichra means you dug it in Rishus Rabbim. What is balabar yishalim? That's the one that we're speaking about when the pasuk talks about payment. It says the balabar that means you own the boar, you dug the boar in your rishus. Otherwise, it's not yours. If you dug it in somebody else's rishus or Rishus Rabbim, it's yours. And then you are mafker your property that people can come in there. Rav Yosef Amar. That's how the Tanakhama learns the machlokas between Rebekiva and Bishmol. Rav Yosef Amar Bor Bishus Yachad Kol Yamal Pligi Del Chayev. No, he says that even Rav Bishmol says if you dug it in Rishus in your own Rishus and then you are mafker the the property, everybody says you're chayev. My time a balabor machmana a boy to say bal maskinen. Even Rav Bishmol's motive to that idea. 
That's exactly what we're talking about. The same thing we have before. If you're high for opening it, certainly you're high for digging it. You're chayiv there. That's what we mean by, that's what Rishmol says. You're also chayiv. Certainly you're chayiv if you dug it in your rishus and then you were mafka the rishus so people can come in there. Because that's, just, but that's bala bor yishalim. Right? What is the, the where, where's the machlokis? In a bor in rishus listen to this. Rabbi Shmuel says, yeah, that's the case. That's uh, that even if you dig in rishus you don't own it, you're still chayiv. Rabbi Kiva says, no, you need both words. Rabbi Kiva says, a bor b'shesrav, you're not chayef on. Rabbi Kiva, hana mitzvahi, you need both words, psicha and, and kriya. Why? Because rechmanet kiyip, tachavi mena poseyafu, the cycle of the kisoy. When you open it, since you open it, it wasn't yours, you didn't dig it. It was already there before. There was just a manhole over it. Now it's enough just to cover it. But Korah, but if you dig it, it's not enough just to cover it up. You have to actually fill it up, maybe there. Because of, so therefore, Kamash knows, yeah, as long as you, it says, Loki, so you didn't cover it. As long as you cover it, it's good enough. Because of Rahman Akiyah, Rabbi Mira, Kriya, who the boy Kisi? Since you dug it, you have to cover it up. Mishim David Maisa, you dug it, you have to cover it up. Avo Posech, we just opened it, beloved Maisa, Emekisanamin, maybe you don't have to cover it. Kamash you don't do. Belamai, Zeu Boramo Torah, the Kamar Shmal. What does Rabbi Shmal mean, Zeu Bar Torah? Zeu Bar Shapasam Kasab Chilan Zakin. That's the one that the Pasuk Sakhman Mazakin. Rabbi Shmal holds that Yerchayev on a Bor Bishusarabim. That's when the pasuk says ki yipta chol ki yechra ish bavel chasenu b'sham shavua. That's what we're talking about. If you if you that's the one that we're speaking about first. The Torah first speaks about the one that you dug in with shusarab. Whereas Rabbi Kiva says that what's the zelwamar what's the zelwamar Torah? That's the one that's the bore uh, that you dug in your own rishus and then you're mafkirit. That's what he means by uh, um, uh, that we said before um, that uh, that zelwa. That's the one that talks about the four pratashlumin because it says balabor yishalim. But what do we see over here? So we have different views. According to according to the second opinion here of Rabbi Yosef, uh, Rabbi Kiva would say that a, a, a pit that you dug in Rosh Hashanah, you're not chayev. That's what he says, right? What he says, he says uh, that the machlokus is right. Keep pleading about Rosh Hashanah. Mishmol says that's what we're talking about. The pasuk Rabbi Kiva says no, no. A, a pit that you dug in Rosh Hashanah, you're not chayev on. You're only chayev on a pit that you dug in your Rosh and then you allowed people to come in your mafia rishus, then you're chayav. But a pit that you dug in your shusalam, you're not chayav on. Take a look in Rashi. Um, there's a Rashi here. Ava bishus ram glavmoni you potter. Listen at Hanu Mesrotzrichi laolam bishus ayachet dehifkim bishus below boro below dehifkim bishus below boro. You're mafia rishus and not your boro. Tavli mono she is a chayav. And others are bishmo. Rabbi Kiva says, listen. According to this second opinion, Rabbi Yosef. The first opinion was everybody holds a bore you dug in Shusram Yachayev on. The Machlokas is, are you Chayev on a bore that was in your Rishus, that you dug in your Rishus, and you are Mafgad, right? Or Rishusanami Chayev. And Rabbi Shmuel says, no, uh, that uh, you're not Chayev in a case like that. And it says, Balabar Bishal, we're not talking about the owner, we're just like Man General, if you put it in Shusarabim. The second opinion is, no, the Machlokas is Dafka by a bore in your Rishus and in your Mafgad. But according to Rabbi a pit that you dug in the Rishus Harabim, and you didn't cover it up, you're potter. You don't have to pay. That's what he says. Where are you chayiv? You're you're the board. The board is yours. You're balabor. It's your mom and she is a chayiv. She's the green name balabor. You're potter. You're potter. Pardon? It doesn't sound right. 
doesn't sound right. That's not the way we always learn the Pasuk, right? That's Machalokas here. So it doesn't sound right. You'll go like the first opinion, not like Rabbi Yosef. Now we're going to ask Kashas on Rabbi Yosef. We'll see that tomorrow. Tomorrow from Mesve, we'll pick it up tomorrow. That's right. Now, according to the first opinion, you're high. Everybody says you're high. Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel say that's the Borbish Rabbi. You opened it or you dug it, same thing. According to the second view, Rabbi Kiva say, would say you're Potter and Rabbi Shmuel say you're high. Have a good day, everybody. Call to. The fast begins tomorrow at 523, local time. Check your local listings. 523.